Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. Today, I'm very excited to be speaking with Megan Harrington, who is the senior producer for Family Theater Productions and the producer and co-writer of Pray, the story of Father Patrick Payton. And so happy to share this story about this soon-to-be saint, we hope, uh, and priest who served all throughout the world proclaiming the rosary and preaching it to the masses. So welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you, Father Looney. I'm so excited to be with you today. Well, maybe as we begin... So you work for Family Theater Productions or are a senior producer with them, and that was actually a ministry that was founded by Father Patrick Payton, wasn't it? That's right. Family Theater was founded by Father Payton in 1947. It's in the heart of Hollywood. I actually started out as a contractor on the project. I talked to Father David Guffey, who runs Family Theater now, and was familiar they were familiar with my work and and worked with them on the dating project so i started out as a contractor and i ended up with a job there and i I couldn't be more grateful and as you've come to learn the story of father patrick payton and maybe just a brief biography of father patrick payton is that he was this priest he lit was born in ireland eventually immigrates to the united states he takes a job here at one of the local churches as kind of a janitor but he begins to feel a call to the priesthood and he ends up at notre dame studying for the holy cross fathers and uh during that process, he is uh, struck. He's struck with an illness, and he thinks he's going to die. But he makes a promise to the Blessed Mother. He is healed. The doctors are dumbfounded by it, and then he goes on the rest of his life to preach about family prayer and the Rosary. And I guess as you've come to learn the story of Father Patrick Payton, what has inspired you the most about him, Father Payton? I knew nothing about him but the saying, the family that prays together stays together when I started the project. And he absolutely, his life and his work and his perseverance and love of the Blessed Mother and and knowing his mission from God blew me away. It blew everybody on the team away. To find somebody, um, I think he's a force of nature, to find somebody who was so sure of what God's plan for his life was, and he just kept doing and kept doing and kept doing at, at all costs it, it was it was inspiring i think the other thing that that really impacted me is the gift of parents and the gift that they give their children when they bring to them together in prayer and that's witnessed by father Peyton's own mom and dad and he talked about that experience in his home life growing up in ireland at i think every rally most talks anything would always come back to seeing his father kneel in prayer and seeing his mother alongside him, just the, the, the imprint that left on his mind, I think is such a is such a wonderful thing for other parents to know, like what a gift that is to their children. Um, I know it made me appreciate my own mom and dad in a, in a, in a more deep way, um, and the gift that they gave us in modeling prayer. It's, it's really incredible, and it, as you can see with Father Peyton's life, it can change your life when children are given that gift. Now, in the movie Pray, the story of Father Patrick Payton, it's coming to theaters, I believe, right? It's going to be a theatrical release. It's going to be in movie theaters throughout the country. It'll also be available for kind of renting now during this time of pandemic where lots of theaters might not even be open yet. So um, people are going to be able to get to see the story and maybe 
people will think that, oh, this is going to be a story of his life. It's going to be kind of a, a production. You're going to meet an actor that's Father Patrick Payton and, you know, kind of a, a casted crew like that. But that's not what this movie is. This movie is more of kind of like a, a documentary in a sense about Father Patrick mm -hmm. Payton, but bringing in so many other people. And can you just share about the film in general and what people can expect from it? Yeah, so basically, we, we it is a documentary. We're using Father Payton, his own words, words that he spoke, words he spoke at the rally. You'll see Father Payton, you'll get to experience him. But, you know, above all else in any story, what you want to do is inspire, educate, and entertain, or at least that was our goal. Like, educate them about this person they probably have never heard of. Inspire them by this person's life. It's a true story. It shows each of us, everyday people, what we're capable of doing in line with God's mission for our lives. And then to entertain. Uh, hopefully you'll find it just an enjoyable experience. When you go to the movies, you know, part of that is is going for entertainment. And so we're trying to bring those three things together to allow people to experience Father Peyton and his life and work and his mission through through all facets of the film. It is going to be in theaters. Uh, the, the first wave of release will be theatrically, so you can check PrayTheFilm.com to see where it's playing and if it's playing near you. The second wave will happen um, the first part of next year, so to January 2021, where it will be digitally available. And so I'd encourage, encourage you to check to see, is it in your area? And then prepare yourself to, to view it when it comes in its next wave. Now, when it comes to the life of Father Patrick Payton, he was really big into the media. In fact, he uh, brought in lots of different Hollywood stars. He brought in Bing Crosby and some other individuals, and they would record different shows uh, about the faith. That's the whole premise, I guess, behind Family Theater Productions. And so it's kind of very fitting that this documentary about a priest so involved in the life of Hollywood and some of the actors uh, of eras ago uh, is now being told on the big screen it's it's really remarkable we've heard many times when people watch this film and they see the part that's related to hollywood where like you said he spoke he had all the biggest stars of the day join his show in different in different formats radio television and a lot of that uh, sometimes i'll say hey where is that person today xyz it just he had this unbelievable ability to attract people to to his to his mission. And I think more than anything else, what we found along the way from responses and interviews, it was his humility and his purity of heart. He really, really, at the end of the day, he wanted families to pray together. And he believed wholeheartedly that that was the secret and that was the key to a successful marriage and family life was prayer. That's it. And however he had to do that. So he did it in an entertaining way. You know, not, not everything he did, they prayed the rosary. But he always promoted the rosary. Sometimes they just told beautiful stories with values that led people to prayer. With the rosary promotion, he went all over the world. He had these rosary bowls. He would fill, <laughs> he would fill stadiums of people all throughout the world. He went to the Philippines, I believe. He went all over to Central America, here in the United States, he did these things. But it was all about to gather people to preach and to share and to pray together. And so there's something very beautiful about uniting everyone in prayer. There is, and I think especially now, it's, it's really something for our time now, is the power and the unity that prayer brings. And his love of the rosary and the Blessed Mother was absolutely uh, unmatched really i mean for for mortal for mortal men and women of just a love of her that was a friendship 
And, and I hope that when people watch this film, they can develop a friendship with Father Peyton as well, because he will certainly only lead you to the Blessed Mother, which, of course, is I, the goal of leading you to her son, Jesus. So, I mean, he, he really is a, a person that shows us how real the Blessed Mother is. He really thought that she was his friend. One of the nice things about the documentary Pray, the story of Father Patrick Payton, is that you bring in footage. You actually see him preaching in some of these different venues, and you hear his voice. And that's a very beautiful thing to hear the voice of this saintly man who preached to more people than, than I'll probably ever preach to in my entire life as a priest. And and uh, I remember last year, actually, I interviewed Father Willie Raymond for the same podcast, How They Love Mary, because all for her, the uh, the oh, Patrick mm-hmm. Payton's autobiography had come out in a new release from Ave Maria Press. And so we spoke about uh, the life of Father Patrick Payton. I was actually out there in Massachusetts. I did the interview live and in person. And I remember when I read that biography, that autobiography of Father Patrick Payne, it really made an impression on me. And he became a priest that kind of I sought his intercession. I was inspired by his example. I actually used a few of his things, um, of some tidbits of his life to preach uh, in my homilies. So he really became an influential person uh, at that time in my life and being reintroduced again now uh, for the second time through this documentary. Uh, just that interest in Father Peyton is renewed within me. And I think that's what people are going to find as they watch this film. They're going to meet a priest who is very real, a priest who loved God. And you talk about his love for the Blessed Mother. And in fact, his last words were, Mary, my queen, my mother. And you see that in the film. And I think anybody who who hears that and knows this man's love for the Blessed Mother, how the Blessed Mother obtained that healing for him at that young age so he could go on to be this prolific preacher and priest, you have to believe that Mary came and visited him at that last moment of death and took him uh, to his eternal reward. So truly a very inspiring individual. Oh, absolutely. There's no question in my mind, Father, that that the Blessed Mother did come get him. And it's important to note that when Father... Um, Father Peyton got sick with tuberculosis. His mother, you know, of course, he left his his own mother, his his his, his earthly mother, um, Mary Peyton, in in Ireland, never to see her again. And she knew something was wrong with him. Um, but he knew something wasn't right, and she had offered her life that he might be uh, become a priest. So, I think that that the motherhood, his his devotion to his own mother translated then to to the blessed mother and there was such a love he had for his own family and his own mom and dad that um when he took on mary as his spiritual mother it was a, a force of nature um that that again i don't know that we've seen seen before um or since what was it like for you as the producer as you're telling the story of father patrick Payne, as you are going and interviewing all of these different individuals and recording their footage some of them actually knew father Payne, others have devoted their life to studying him and others have just been touched by his message what was it like to interact and meet with all of those uh different people that you feature in the film I have told many people the the opportunity to work on this film and meet the people who knew Father Peyton or have been impacted by his life changed my own to to witness their stories. And I I consider them friends as well. Met some just incredible people. I I think that's the power of true stories. It's it's the power of um, 
hearing about somebody who, who, who walked this earth not that long ago. He only died in 1992. But to hear stories about somebody that, that against all odds, kept doing and kept doing and kept fighting and kept plowing through and, and pursuing his mission, it was just, it was life-changing for me. Um, and to hear him at the rallies, we heard somebody, uh, I had somebody tell me, it's not that he was giving a homily, he was pleading. He just was pleading, please make prayer a priority. You know, make, you know, one part in the film that says, you know, make your children proud they had a father like you. You know, just that wonderful inspiration that he provides people of, of something tangible that we can do. He's not some figure that, you know, I could never be like him. You know, it's just every day getting up and praying and doing the next right thing. It, it, it was life-changing working on this project. Uh, absolutely. Um, in every way, in every aspect. And I do consider him a friend. And I, I know that he helped with this project, Father Peyton. I know he was working and interceding. And I know he was hearing our prayers because at the heart of this project, the team really focused on prayer itself as well. Before shoots, uh, before interviews, it was an integral part because you'd have to have that working on a project about Father Peyton. I think that the world really needs this message of prayer today, that so many people have abandoned faith in God. And and hearing this story of a man who, as you said, pleaded with people, just go to your knees and say a prayer and this is the great thing that Hollywood just a few months ago gave us Fatima, the movie, and now we have this reminder mm -hmm. of prayer. So we're really flooding uh, the mainstream with this message because prayer changes things. That's what Father Patrick Payne truly believed in. And because he saw it in his own life, he saw it in the lives of the people that he knew. So I'm so excited for people to watch this movie, to watch this film. I've had the opportunity now to see it one time and uh, really was impressed by the cinematography, by the professionalism, by the story, most of all. So uh, great work uh, with what you did with Prey, the story of Patrick Payton. Oh, thank you, Father. Again, I, it's a team. I love that I get to talk with you. I wish you could talk with everybody on the team. Our director, John Sippity, our editor, John Lewis, uh, Kayla, they are Protestant. So it was a wonderful ecumenical collaboration um, to bring the story to life. Matt Donlin, um, just down the line, our composer, Grant Fonda, you know, all the people who made this possible. It was a team effort. I'm, I'm so grateful to be talking with you, but I, I just, it could not have been done without the team. And well, you were their great leader and you guided them along the way. And so uh, great work to the team and to everybody at Family Theater Productions uh, for the work that they've done to tell the story of this heroic priest. And uh, I thank you so much for your time and sharing about Father Patrick Payton with me today. Thank you, Father Lee. Appreciate it. And next, we'll hear from Phil Kozlowski, who wrote a comic book about Father Patrick Payton. Stay tuned. During the month of October, you can join me, Father Edward Looney, on a few different initiatives. You can download the free ebook, which brings together all of the rosary tips of the guests from this podcast, How They Love Mary. I'll post a link to that free ebook in the show notes. You can follow me on Twitter because I'll be posting a rosary tip each and every day. Uh, also linking to the corresponding episode and guest. Also on Facebook, where I live in Wisconsin, there are these roadside chapels. And as a way to lead up to the Feast of All Saints Day, I am visiting a roadside chapel each and every single day during the month of October, the first 20 days praying a decade of the rosary at each one, but giving a little tour, a little history, a background on each of the chapels that I encounter and you can follow me on this journey. There's a special Facebook page, Belgian Roadside Chapels, that you can follow along. I'm also posting the, 
video on YouTube and sharing the link on my Twitter. So lots of different ways that you can find it. I hope that you'll join me on that special October pilgrimage to the roadside chapels here in northeastern Wisconsin. We have just listened to that interview about the movie Pray. And that story about Father Patrick Payton is coming to movie screens. It's coming to people's homes as you can get it in advance through a rental because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And now I'm happy to speak with Phil Kozlowski, who is a Wisconsin native just like myself. He wrote a book about John Paul II's visit to Stevens Point Wisconsin or somewhere around that area. And he's a writer. You might see his name on the byline of lots of different things at Althea. Um, He contributes almost daily several different articles. And I'm always mesmerized by the content that you put out on Althea and how you must find some of these prayers that you post about. Uh, You must have some sort of genie in a bottle that leads you uh, to these places to find these prayers. Yeah, it's uh, I write about two two articles a day, um, seven days a week. So it's, uh, yeah, always looking for new content, but somehow the articles get written every day. So I don't know how, but uh, luckily God inspires me somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's wonderful work. And in addition to the stuff that you do for Althea and writing on the side, uh, you have started kind of a comic book series type thing where you have uh, different lines of comic books uh, through Voyage Comics and Publishing. I think some of them were crowdfunded in the very beginning. But one of the comic books that you recently came out with is The Tale of Patrick Payton. So not only can people now watch this movie about Father Payton, but kids can read your comic book, The Tale of Patrick Payton. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we worked on it uh, last year. And uh, yeah, it was a collaboration with uh, Holy Cross Family Ministries. And they, you know, they wanted to, you know, really bring the story of Patrick Payton to uh, a new audience and uh, believe that comic books would be a great way uh, to introduce them, especially uh, especially the children. Now, did you know about Father Patrick Payton before this, or did Holy Cross Family Ministries coming to you introduce you to this saintly priest? Well, I, I knew a little bit about him. Um, you know, just kind of, I've heard of his name. Um, you know, I think many... Many Catholics in the United States have heard of his uh, his saying, the family that prays together stays together. Um, so I was a little bit familiar with his name, his saying, but I didn't know a whole lot about his life. Um, and so when Holy Cross Family Ministries approached me and my and my company, Voyage Comics, um, you know, we I I took a look at his his life and thought that uh, that it'd make great a great comic book. Yeah. Now, what did you use for your resource? Did you just go to his autobiography all for her? Uh, yes, uh, that was, I think, probably the primary source. Um, there is one other uh, biography that I had, had looked to as well. But but yeah, mainly from, from his autobiography. And as you learned the story of Father Patrick Payton, what really inspired you about him? Well, what um, what I found fascinating about, about him is... Uh, you know, very similar to um, Archbishop Fulton Sheen in that using kind of modern media to present the gospel. Um, and, you know, that's something that I personally am very passionate about. And it was just um, really amazing 
learning about how he used, you know, first radio and then uh, and then television and movies. Um, and really, he was he was uh, a pioneer uh, of his time, and you know, really paved the way for um, for using modern means of communication to present the gospel. And as you write this comic book, as you share his story, um, what do you think young people... So first of all, this comic book, what what age would you say would be a good audience for it? And what do you hope they take away from his story? Sure. Um, well, it's, you know, it's probably a, a, a good read for... Uh, you know, ages probably seven to twelve is probably a good uh, good age range. You know, I mean, younger than that, you know, parents can read it to their kids. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say ages seven to twelve is probably a good um, a good target range. And yeah, I, I mean, I think some of the takeaways from Father Peyton's story for young young people is. Uh, is his perseverance. Um, there were many, you know, many obstacles were were put up to his, you know, his vocation to the priesthood, but then also to his, you know, his ministry, you know, his belief that he wanted to, you know, bring, you know, bring the gospel to the world to, you know, to unite the world under uh, the Blessed Mother. Um, and it wasn't easy, but, but he persevered and he continued to, you know, kind of discern God's will and, you know, doors opened up and, and he just kept on following. One of the things about Father Patrick Payne's life is he was struck with an illness that was supposed to take his life. And he prayed to the Blessed Mother and said, I'm going all in for you, Mary, if you heal me. And uh, he did experience that healing. So it's a powerful story. That was one of his obstacles uh, in becoming a priest was his illness. But then uh, as it is, he was healed and then was able to go on. And a person with the condition he had should have never been able to do all the things that he did. And and yet he traveled all over the world uh, to preach prayer and to preach the rosary and uh, to introduce people to the, the prayer of the rosary. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, you know, there are just many, yeah, many miracles like that where, yeah, he, you know, he shouldn't. Yeah, he should he should, he should have died, um, but miraculously, Our Lady intervened, and and he was be able to able to be a great a great apostle of uh, of the Rosary, and yeah, it's just it's just remarkable reading about his story. Well, Father Payne is this great promoter of the Rosary. He promoted family prayer through the Rosary, and uh, now you're a husband, you're a father. And just what role does the rosary have in your own family life? And, and, um, and, and what does the rosary mean, I guess, to your family? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the rosary is, is a beautiful prayer. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely a prayer where if you have, if you have uh, a family, especially small children, um, you know, it's, it's a prayer that, that you could say evolves um, in a sense um, you know, initially, especially when they're they're little, you know, you may not be able to to get through a whole rosary, or or sometimes not even through a whole decade. Um, but but as they grow older, then you kind of see, you know, the faith mature in them, and then uh, it's it's you know, it's a beautiful prayer to say uh, to say as a family um, and to have 
you know, your own children, you know, lead, lead decades of the rosary. And, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a beautiful prayer. It's very meditative and, uh, kind of just draws everybody in. You know, there's a great purity. There's a great innocence when a little child prays the rosary and to hear them saying those words of the Hail Mary. I know for myself, I'm always touched by the witness of the Fatima children of Francisco, Jacinta, Lucia, and just the idea that these little kids saw the Blessed Mother and then Our Lady said, pray the rosary every day. And these little kids did that. And for me, it's always, if those kids prayed the rosary every day because Our Lady appeared to them and she told them to, well, then there's really no excuse for me if these little children from Fatima prayed the rosary. And so they can really be inspiring, I think, uh, to all of us, Father Patrick Payton, other people, and your own children uh, as they pray the rosary. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... The rosary really has stood the test of time, um, and you know, even in in our modern world, uh, it's still it's still a beautiful prayer. And it, yeah, it just uh, it's it's just so simple, um, and uh, but but you know, brings us closer to to Our Lady. Now, I want to go back to your comic book, which is the tale of Patrick Payton, uh, the family that prays together, stays together. Uh, you're the writer of it. There are others who did the drawings of it and so forth. Um, but let's talk a little bit about comic books. I I can recall, you know, people being in love with comic books many, many years ago where people would collect them. They'd go to the local store and get a comic book. But it seems that maybe comic books kind of faded for a little bit. But now through graphic novels, I think, are making a comeback in a new format. So uh, the relevance of a little comic book of the story of Father Patrick Payton, it's still alive and well today, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, there definitely was. Um, you know, it, comic books were kind of everywhere for, um, you know, maybe even 30, 40 years ago. Um, and then... Yeah, and then they kind of they kind of died down in popularity, but but definitely in the last ten twenty years they've had a resurgence, and um, you know especially in in um, education it's it's seen a lot more use, uh, you know, kind of introducing children, you know, who don't know how to read. Uh, that it turns out, you know, comic books or graphic novels have become kind of the the stepping stone, um, and so. What's what's great about a comic book is that it's so much more accessible than uh, you know, than like a full length novel, um, and it's much less daunting, um, especially to a child uh, or a teenager. Even um, you know, they when they see a comic book, it's it's much easier to pick up. It's you know, it's not um, it's not threatening at all. You know, you know, you don't they don't feel pressured to have to read you know this this long uh, you know stale biography but they can you know they can see this this story kind of come to life um and it's uh yeah it it's there's it's been a much more popular medium in the last yeah 10 to 10 to 20 years for sure yeah it takes it from our imagination and envisioning the story ourselves and kind of comprehending all of the data and it gives us the image to correspond to what we're reading. And I think that's probably the great value that lots of people are visual learners. And so seeing the image, the picture uh, that t helps tell the story is, is so helpful. 
Now, when it comes to uh, comic books, I'm sure that you're the person that wrote this article on the internet that I saw a long time ago, but there were comic books years ago. There was a comic book about St. John Paul II. Were you the author of the article that highlighted that and brought that to people's attention, or am I mistaken? Well, there, there's been a couple different people who have written about it. Um, I have as well, but but yeah, it, it was kind of a, an interesting time period in the 1980s. Um, Again, you know, the comic books were really big, and and there's just a, you know, it kind of an interesting, uh, you know, kind of Marvel comics at the time was, you know, had was looking into different different mediums or different stories to tell, and you know, they they at first made a comic book on Saint Francis of Assisi, and then that turned out to be very very popular, and so someone who knew the Holy Father kind of presented the idea um, to the Holy Father of, of making, or, you know, and as well as to Marvel to make a, a book on, on his life at the time. You know, this is, this is just in the 1980s. Um, and then, and then that one was successful. And so then after that, they also made one on Mother Teresa. And, and so, yeah, so it's just, it's just, it was kind of fascinating that this, you know, major comic book company was interested in these, you know, these three holy, um, at the time, two of them were living still. Um, you know, one was a saint, um, but they're very interested in in their examples of holiness. Um, unfortunately, they never, you know, after those three, they they really never went back to it again. But um, you know, it's uh, it's just yeah, kind of a fascinating history in uh, comic book uh, in the comic book world. And it's kind of like what you're doing is you're picking up in a sense where they left off that now you want to revamp this that as people are using uh, the media so just as Father Patrick Payton used the media just as Fulton Sheen just as Bishop Barron does now we're taking a medium that's pretty popular today comic books again. And now we're kind of baptizing it we're using it to promote the gospel to tell the stories of the saints. Patrick Payton is on the road to sainthood. He could be a saint one day. So uh, I think that's a wonderful work that you're doing. And maybe could you just share a little bit about the other comic books that you've helped oversee and produce? Sure. Um, yeah. So in, yeah, in starting Voyage Comics, we, um, we wanted to kind of stress kind of two things, I guess, kind of quality story and quality artwork. Um, and so we want to, you know, produce stories that, you know, have kind of the Catholic faith embedded into them, um, but that are also just enjoyable to read. Uh, so kind of our first series is called The Finian and the Seven Mountains. Uh, it's kind of, we, we, we take this, you know, this legend, some, it was kind of popular in the internet for a little while. It's called the, the Sword of St. Michael and there are these seven monasteries that stretch from Ireland to Israel and they're all dedicated to St. Michael and they all form this kind of line. Um, and so what we're doing with that series is we're kind of taking these, these legends, these stories, um, and building, building, you know, our own story around it. Um, so it's kind of like a, a fantasy adventure series. Um, and, and so that's kind of our primary series, but then we also did have done a series on, on Joan of Arc. Um, and again, our take on it is kind of, you know, she had these 
these visions, these voices, and so of um, in particular, actually Saint Michael as well. And so we we kind of highlight that and kind of bring those visions to life in the comic book. Um, and then yeah, and so we're and then we have the tale of Patrick Payton as well. So yeah, we've only been in existence for the past two years, but we're we're definitely growing, and and we're, we look forward to uh, exploring more uh, more stories and um, you know just making you know, quality products that really, you know, anyone can enjoy. And when you say we, you have a team of people. So you might write the story, but then there's a lot of background work that goes on to produce one of these little books. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, I'm in in the comic book world, you know, how comic books are made are there's usually a, a writer who writes the script and kind of direction for the artists. And then, and then there's, you know, depending on the the project, there could be two to four different artists um and you know i've just been very blessed to be able to work alongside with some very talented artists um initially and, and this is for the tale of patrick patron as well i worked with jim fern who was a uh, a marvel comics artist and dc comics he uh, he's kind of a veteran of the industry working with uh marvel and dc for the past uh 30 to 40 years um and so his input was very invaluable. Um, and also he's, um, he's a very faithful Catholic as well. So, um, you know, it, it was just a good combination. And then, and then recently, too, I was able to kind of get connected to another um, comic book artist who's currently with Marvel and DC, um, you know, does work for Disney as well. And um, and he he's been working on some of our current issues and is kind of you know again a, a good faithful Catholic, uh, but just wants to use his talents um, for good. So um, yeah, and then our, our main artist uh, Michael Lavoy, he's uh, he's a good friend of mine and just a very talented artist um, and also a faithful Catholic as well. So. Wonderful. So a wonderful team that you've put together to be able to share the stories of people like Father Patrick Payton to also write stories about other saints and and other Catholic uh, customs and traditions. And uh, I'm sure that people should uh, check out Voyage Comics and you'll be putting out more stuff in the future that people want to be a part of and and want to know about. Yeah, yeah. We'll be, uh, we have a lot of comic books in production right now, um, just in time for the Christmas season. <laughs> Wonderful. Now, one of the things I always do with uh, guests uh, by the end of the show is just to do a little uh, Marian profile, just a series of questions about your own Marian devotion that can help other people uh, as they uh, strive to deepen or begin their Marian devotion. So the, the first question always is, is what is your favorite title of the Blessed Mother? Maybe one that you're using right now when you call upon her intercession. Sure. Um, boy, there's a lot of uh, different titles that um, that I feel drawn to. Um, you know, one one that I've always um, enjoyed is Our Lady Star of the Sea, um, and I just love that image of you know you're out on the ocean in the middle of the storm and you see this you know star kind of guiding you to a safe harbor, um, and so that's. That's one that I return to a lot in prayer, just kind of, um, yeah, Our Lady Star, Star of the Sea. Yeah, that's a popular title of the Blessed Mother, especially in the Marian profiles of other guests. How about a favorite Marian sacramental? Sure. Um, well, uh, you know, besides, I guess, 
the rosary. I, I, you know, I, I wear the, the brown scapular uh, every day and uh, have done so for many years. Uh, so, yeah, that's probably one that I guess I, you know, I unconsciously kind of wear it every day. Uh, it, you know, it's always with me. Sure. Uh, there are lots of different prayers to the Blessed Mother written by the saints. In your work, Val Thea, you have uncovered, I'm sure, masses of uh, Marian prayers. Is there a Marian prayer that you turn to uh, or one that you would say would be your favorite? Um, yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the I guess the, the memorari probably stands out as one that sure. uh, kind of come, comes back to Mary, you know, every once in a while. How about a tip to pray the rosary better? So lots of people find the rosary difficult. Is there any way that you could help uh, maybe share something that has helped you pray the rosary better? Sure. Uh, well, yeah, one, you know, one, you know, there's a lot of different ways to pray the rosary, but um, probably the the simplest one is a uh, tip, I guess you could say, is just to, to try to pray it slowly. <laughs> um which you know, if you pray the rosary on a regular basis, it's it's very easy to kind of kind of rush through it. Uh, but you know, there's it, it kind of unlocks a different aspect of the rosary of just just you know trying to go through it slowly um, and just letting the words kind of act as a meditation. Sure, Mary appears in many different places in the sacred scriptures that we meet her in the pages of the gospel. She's talked about in advance uh, by the prophets of long ago. And is there a favorite Marian scripture passage or quote or reference that you have? Um, well, I mean, the, you know, one that's, um, you know, probably, you know, kind of guides me and is just, you know, the Annunciation and, and Mary, uh, you know, at her, at her fiat um, to God's will. And so that's, you know, it's one that, you know, I, I try to, you know, I return to in prayer and just, you know, you know, let, let God's will be done. Sure, definitely. Uh, it's that prayer surrender, a prayer of trust in, in God's will. How about a favorite Marian apparition? She's appeared all over the world in spoken messages. Is there an apparition that kind of has touched your heart? Okay, um, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I guess I, I'd say I maybe drawn more to Our Lady of, of, of Lords, her apparition apparition there um yeah i don't know what it is about it but i think that one kind of draws me in a little bit sure um there are lots of different shrines to the blessed mother in addition to apparition shrines there are different titled shrines of these various devotions to our lady is there a marian shrine that you've been to that left an impression on you or one that you hope to one day visit um yeah i guess one that uh that i enjoyed going to and and kind of more from a uh cultural perspective but um is the shrine of our, our lady of chestohova uh in poland um and you know that one is kind of you know you, you know when you go there you kind of see the faith of the people but then also just the history of it and how it's uh you know been kind of a a safe haven for for the polish people over the centuries and uh and you know just my own polish ancestry and knowing that you know my ancestors went there as well so yeah definitely and lastly when you go to mass on a marian feast day like the assumption or the immaculate conception mary mother of god is there a marian song that you hope the choir will sing good question um yeah, I mean, I, I guess 
maybe one of my favorite ones is kind of uh, I think it's I think it's entitled Immaculate Mary. Sure, uh, you know that's probably the most common Marian song out there. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I, that's probably one that I yeah that I enjoy the most. <laughs> Well, great. Now, if people want to learn more about you, Phil, if they want to learn about your writings, if they want to find these comic books, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. Um, you know, besides, uh, you know, finding me on social media, you can also just, you know, go to voyage, voyagecomics.com to see the tale of Patrick Payton, as well as our other um, issues of different comics. Um, or you can, you know, go on to alatea.org to find uh, my daily spiritual writings. Yeah, they can just Google your name, I'm sure, and it'll bring up your author page at Althea. So uh, that'd be wonderful. And uh, I hope people will follow the work that you do. I know that I love seeing your articles and, and reading them. So hopefully people will uh, turn to them and find inspiration as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, thanks so much, Phil, for joining me today on How They Love Mary. You have been listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary. I hope that this podcast has either been the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. You can follow me, Father Edward Looney, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at the handle at FR Edward Looney. If you don't mind, please leave a review of this podcast. Please rate it on Apple Podcasts on whatever platform you listen. Share this podcast also on your social media if you don't mind. Until next time, let's remain united in prayer to Jesus through Mary. God bless. Mm-hmm.